back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. I will be your father. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his, his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. All right, we get straight to the point here on 88.3 WXUTs. After further review, we get that winners and losers. David, go ahead. All right, jumping into the winners and losers, big winner. Of course, the two conference champs start off in the NFC. Philadelphia Eagles, dominating fashion. We'll get to the 49ers and them not having a quarterback despite having 14 on the roster. But really dominated from the stretch. And throughout the entire regular season, there was a consensus that they were the best team in the NFC. And at the end of the day, the best team in the NFC is going to defend and represent the conference in Arizona. So congratulations to the Philadelphia Eagles. On the AFC side, the Kansas City Chiefs, with who I still think is the best quarterback in football, Patrick Mahomes, took a, wasn't as dominant or convincing, but if you leave Patrick Mahomes in that Chiefs offense, less than 30 seconds, you're still in danger. We've seen this time and time again. He doesn't need that much time to go down the length of the field. Yes, it was helped by an officiating call that gave him an additional 15 yards. But do we think that he wasn't going to throw 20 yards to Travis Kelsey in the middle of the field for some strange reason? It, like this offense is just, when you think you have him against the ropes, Patrick Mahomes comes up with brilliance and the Kansas City Chiefs once again representing the AFC. And, and David, if I may add something to that, I you got to mention Mahomes did it on one leg. Ankle was hurting him. He could tell it during the game. Hey, but And I heard he was getting five hours of treatment a day. Hey, getting pumped with whatever painkillers. Dude gutted it out so he can do nothing more than tip your hat to him. And he did it. Head with pretty much no receivers outside of Kelsey. I mean, Mark Valdez Scantling was his only option. Juju Smith Schuster, dead. Uh, had their running game was pretty much non existent. So, I mean, you, got, you definitely have to give it to him for, for gutting out a win. And, but of course, we'll see what happens. Uh, in the next week, I'm sure we'll get to a little later. And obviously, as for Eagles 49ers, I mean, <laughs> How snake bit to the 49ers have to be where pretty much all your quarterbacks die in season? I mean, you, lo- you lose Trey Lance, you lose Jimmy G, Brock Purdy blows his elbow out, Josh Johnson gets hurt, you pretty much have to go oh, single wing with Christian McCaffrey taking snaps. Perhaps they were, they were pretty, as soon as Purdy was knocked out of the game, that they were dead. Yeah. I mean, you know, injuries happen, and you know, the next, you know, next man up mentality. Every first, also, kind of poetic justice because everyone was saying, you know, Christian McCaffrey, when they bring, when they brought him, he was the missing piece. Well, he, he should have been able to play quarterback. Everyone's saying he's so great in Carolina. Well, you had your chance to 
control the offense. And uh, but yeah, unfortunate events, but um, kind of one final winner before we jump over to the loser segment. Um, talk a little bit about the Niners, uh, the Pro Bowl, and you know, we have this every year. We talk about you know which team or which league has the best Pro Bowl, and I think this year. The NFL finally got it right with the skills challenge in particular because they know we're not here to see tackle football that doesn't make any sense. We're not he- we're here to see fun. We're here to see these grown men be competitive and do competitive things. My favorite, at least thus far, has been the passing, the precision passing, which for me was my favorite because it's Derek Carr going back to his his practice facility for the first time since he's kind of said farewell to Raiders fans and basically just tearing it up and everyone's like, where the bleep was this guy for the last seven seasons? Like, like it also goes to show that precision passing, even with some of them missing it, it's like, hey, this is hard. Even without pads, without guys at 320 pounds who run a 4-3 coming at you. Like, it's hard to get a standing target, even moving one. So I just love that kind of mixing up for the Pro Bowl, finally getting it right and making it more competition-based. Something that the fans can actually enjoy. True. Keep going. Switching over to the losers, we'll start in the NFC, the 49ers. And one thing I didn't like is that, you know, there was a couple of still shots of Jimmy G smiling. Like, fam, first of all, you just clap. Lack of class. Like, you're smiling while your team's getting the break speed off of you. First of all, you wouldn't have helped because that defense would have gotten to you, too, and you probably would have gotten hurt because you're injury-prone. Second of all, I guess I know it's, you know, they take something out of context, which we do all the time. But at no point should you be smiling when your team is getting the break speed off of you. Like, everything should be focused. You should be trying to help out. Assist with the offense. Call plays. Help. Just something. But but again, Jimmy G's time is done. I, I wholeheartedly don't think he should be on the roster next season. I think it's between Trey Lance, who got drafted, like, top five overall. So he's going to be the quarterback of the future, even though a lot of people are saying, well, Brock Purdy's earned the starting spot, even though he was Mr. Relevant and basically was just there to fill space before everyone got hurt. Um, switching over to the AFC Championship game, Bengals fans, a little bit of poetic justice since the entire city talked trash. They, oh, you know, it's Burrowhead. The mayor came out, wanted the smoke, saying, you know, all the crap that he did, which Travis Kelsey, you know, laid the smack out and beautiful. Just no roll, shut your mouth. Um, but yeah, it's it's easy and the sports fanatic thing to do to blame the fans when your team loses. But it's even worse when you blame the same you blame the 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 refs and the officiating your team loses, and then the team comes out and says, "Eh, it wasn't about wasn't about the fans. It was about our performance." All like, right. So it just makes it just makes you that much more. Annoyed. Well, David. As kind of a fan. David, here, here's where I'm going to come in, and I'll speak for the men in stripes here. 
And I'm going to have to go to both games. I mean, let me just jump to Eagles-Niners for a second. The throw to Devonta Smith that was not a catch, was clearly incomplete, that was ruled a catch. Now, I'm blaming that on lack of communication by the crew. I mean, in those situations, I mean, I have to see it again, but the back judge who's in the middle of the field, he's got catch-no-catch. And then the deep wing who's on the sideline, he's got to rule whether he's in or out of bounds. So apparently they didn't communicate with that, and plus the Eagles were hurrying up. That should have been an automatic red flag to Kyle Shanahan and said, hey, maybe that wasn't a catch. I got to challenge it on the possibility that it's incomplete. And if you lose, and if you somehow lose that challenge, so what? You lose a timeout in the first half. But the as for the officiating in Bengals Chiefs, and I was watching with some Bengals fans, and they were up in arms about the officiating. And they still were. And I still see people bitching and moaning, oh, it's rigged. Let me tell you something. It wasn't. The, the only thing I took issue with was the replayed third down. That, again, is lack of communication on the crew, on Ron Torbert's crew, and maybe on the clock operator as well. Hell, for not clearly saying, plays dead, plays dead, had, had, you got you to gotta do better at that. Had, that's, a, that's a lack of communication. Did it have an effect on the final outcome? Absolutely not, because the Bengals kept the Chiefs out of the end zone. Hone got the ball back. Did they score at all twice in the fourth quarter? No. So who's the, whose fault is that? And then everyone's crying about the late hit in overtime by Osai. <clears throat> David, you and I both said it in our group chat. That clearly was a late hit by the book. Mahomes is clearly out of bounds and then gets shoved into the bench. And I hear people say, oh, he flopped. No, he didn't Give flop. Give me didn't a break. And I'm doing everything in my power to keep this FCC appropriate right now. You take your hands off the guy. Hi, that's a, that's a penalty at every level. And the people complaining about it won't even lift a finger to do a youth football game and rant. You're getting a little hot under the collar, aren't you? I'm, uh, look, I'm getting... It's just constant complaining. I've, wor- I've worked games. I've had to make those calls in that situation. And if you're going to complain about a rule, know the r- rule first. Ugh. I think some people were upset that, I guess, the timing of it. But then even the players admitted that, you know, look, we should, I shouldn't have hit him. Yeah, even, One of the even, players even said if I would have got the sack, then he wouldn't have been in that situation. Um, but well, as I always say, too, is that if you're going to call it in the first quarter, you got to call it in the fourth quarter. But the thing is, the Bengals, for one, they kicked it to the middle of the field to the, the punt return, which I don't know why they didn't kick it towards the sideline. So they, the, the 27-yard punt return is what killed them, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that happen. Unfortunately, though, we live in a world where people look at the officiating. But to be honest with you, the, the bad punt coverage is what kind of killed the, the, the Kansas City. Yeah, it's just. It, I mean, look, a lot of things that drove that drove me nuts. I mean, the only thing I'm not happy about from a officiating standpoint is lack of communication. And I mean, I talked with, 
I talked with my football crew chief about this. And yeah, there were some issues. But it's not why the Bengals lost the game. You had the ball twice the fourth quarter with a chance to take the lead. Did you? No. There you go. End of story. And also, allow me to get to Travis Kelsey. That's called Hey Pot, Meat Kettle. I mean, look, I I get the whole Cincinnati mayor talking crap, calling it Burrowhead. Don't give your opponent bolted board material. And as for the Chiefs, mostly Lee Kelsey and Mahomes' dad, act like you've been there. Mm-hmm. They're okay. Hey, I mean, I'll. I mean, I'll next week I'll get to who I think is going to win the Super Bowl. But just to kind of give a little teaser, there's going to be one team that's going to basically line up and feed the other team pizza, and they're going to have to eat pizza whether they like it or not. More well, next week. But then again, though, I, like I said before, some people were thinking they shouldn't have had a no call and then see if Kansas City could play it out. I, I could see both arguments, but at the same time, a penalty is a penalty, and, and that's where it should have been at. But there was a lot of trash talking. It was very exciting. I was actually at the uh, at, a, at a, a local establishment with a bunch of Bengals fans, and from them having the highs to the lows, I thought it was a really good game, which that's what you want on the championship games is a good game. You don't want to blow out. Oh, yeah. David, you got anything more? Yeah, uh, continuing on with the losers, uh, mm-hmm. D'Amico Ryan taking on the head coaching job. This is not about him having the opportunity. This is more about the fact that it's a sham. Houston has had three black coaches, three, three, three black black coaches. None of them lasted, and he's going to a train wreck situation where he's probably going to be the scapegoat again. Okay, hold on. Ta- time out for a Schlitz beer. A Schlitz beer. That's uh-huh. what Granddaddy drinks. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, here, here's what here okay what what whatever okay. you but let's anyways hear let's hear this I personally like the D'Amico Ryan's hire because for one he played in Houston he was called Captain Miko when he was there but this ain't your daddy's Houston he, he people respected him now <clears throat> if they, if they go and they and they can him after a year then yes David I'll be the first person to light the throw gasoline and light the match on the Texans and say, relegate them to the XFL or the USFL or wherever. But that's what he's saying. You've had three black head coaches where you've hired them. Well, wait, wait, okay, you so you had da- David Culley, Lovey Smith. Who was the third guy? Before, are we saying three before Ryan's? No, he's the third. So he's okay. the third. But here's the thing, though, Frank. This is what, what, what you're saying is Houston's still a train wreck. They're not going to do well. So then you're going to use him again as the scapegoat, which David Culley, he'd been waiting for years to get a head coaching job. He gets it. Fired. Then you give the job to Lovey Smith. You know how I feel about Lovey Smith, middle of the road coach, decent. Fire him. The, the, the problem is, is, okay, you're giving the jobs to the minorities, but these are these are trash jobs. And hopefully, I'm hoping that the Texans have to realize that your organization is trash and that you need some continuity. You can't just be firing guys. Hopefully they keep him around, but it doesn't look, the roster is decimated. It has no talent. So you can't be just firing coaches when you don't have any talent. 
And well, this looks like a same situation. Oh, we hired a minority. Fired. Hired a minority. Fired. The same thing here. Yeah, he could be Mr. Texan and all that, and you can get all that that pub and publicity. But when he, if they're not winning ball games, they're going to totally forget about that. And then what are they going to put the blame on him and fire him? Well, they've get, they've given him a six year deal, so it doesn't mean anything. What's that my, mean? It's it's my it, I, I guys. It's it my quick. belief that they're basically giving him they're basically giving him enough of a window that the Lions are doing with Dan Campbell. Different situation. I get, I get. It's a different situation, but you, you see similarities. How's the similarities? When Campbell took over as head coach of the Lions, there was no talent there. But the but roster was gutted. How many coaches were before Dan Campbell? Caldwell, Patricia. How long did Patri- was Patricia there? <laughs> Too long. Exactly. These other coaches only got one year, and they were fired. Yes, I gr- I I'm with you that that is a bad look. And it's going to be if Ryan's only gets one year. And like I said, if that's the case, then yes, David, I will join you in throwing gasoline on the Texans and lighting the match. Yeah, but, but even if he gets two or three, that's not long enough to really turn a franchise around. Because at best, what, they're going to get how many chances four, did, three or four wins right. next year. Well, how many chances did Bill O'Brien get? Well, I mean, how many chances has Frank Wright gotten? Well, but the Bill O'Brien and in, 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 when he was with Houston, it was a it was a blunder. They didn't fire him right away, did they? They kept him around. Poor offense, poor trades, got really the Texans where they're at. But yet you hire these minority coaches, especially one that had been waiting for years, and instead of being patient with them, you fired them. He wasn't like a Nathaniel Hackett or anything like that. He just didn't have any talent. Steve Y. Or what's his name? The guy from Carolina. Steve Wilkes. Wilkes. Who I, Steve I, that's somebody who I really think's gotten a raw deal. So, what? but why is it that those 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 coaches get let go? When you get a guy like Frank Wright, who obviously got fired. Now he has a, a wacko of a of an owner, but now he gets a second chance, and I'm pretty sure with another. Or crazy owner too, right? But I bet you Frank Wright will probably get two or three years to turn stuff around. But when it's somebody else, nah, nah, we got to get rid of you. This is where I get this is where I get mad about the whole Rooney Rule and, and things with like affirmative action and stuff like that. You know, there's ways to play the system. Oh yeah, we hired you guys, but you're just not really qualified, or you just put them in a, a no win situation. If you're gonna hire the guy, I totally say hire him for the talent. But if you know your situation is bad and you're hiring this guy, and don't be trying to hire him so that you know you look good for the moral police. Well, we hired the black guy. Hire him because he's supposed to be the right guy for your organization, your culture, and that they're talented enough to help lead your football team. Don't hire him because it looks good on a piece of paper, or like I said, and you know it's the popular thing to do, and then give them nothing to work with. And that's where I see this Houston Texans situation. I think he's going to get fired next year. Something's going to happen. You get fired. Well, we shall see. I think the the Texans, I think, are a better situation than say the Broncos because the Texans at least have draft capital, and they can get. Well, that's because Denver keeps trading them away for. Yeah, what and how come? How come they didn't try to offer Sean Payton that job? That's a good question. Because probably they knew they'd have to give up capital to get Payton. Probably they know because they can't get anybody. But, of course, speaking of Sean Payton, David, I will let you go on about that. Are the Broncos losers for 
giving up capital to get Sean. Oh, wait, wait, before we get on, David, finish your because he David had more points with this Texan hire, but finish your point before we start. Oh well, yeah, just just kind of thinking that even if he lasts, you know, one season, I don't think he's going to make the full six. I don't think nope. he's going to make three because he's nope. going to they're going to say, oh, he didn't do. You know, we need a quicker build around, and then mm. I wouldn't be surprised. And you know, oh, I know what's going to happen. They're going to bring in someone. Oh, wow. you know, and they're going to boom. Uh, you know, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. You're going to come in here holding the manure bag, and then when you turn manure into gold, somebody comes in and swipes it from you. That's what's going to happen. But we'll give you a chance. But you you'll smell this assness. And then once it starts to smell like flowers, oh hey man, come on in, you take over. And then that person looks like a genius. I, I, I see. I, I think that scenario might happen. Either the guy's gonna get fired, or he's gonna smell like straight booty. And then as soon as he turns it around and wipes that behind with the Charmin, and then you know cleans his behind with some Dial soap, and it's smelling good. Okay, hey, how about you go take over? That's what's that's what's gonna happen. I already see where this is going to happen. This is just this, this another shadiness. That's what happened. Yeah, I, 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 I can almost guarantee that the next time the Houston Texans play a playoff game, D'Amico Ryan's will not be the head coach. Nope. Like, I can guarantee, I can almost 99% guarantee it. February 4th, 2023, 1242 p.m. Yeah. Like, he, I can. He'll build it and make it, and somebody else will take it. Now you can go on over to the Broncos. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Denver Broncos. First of all, everyone's still criticizing you about trading for Russell Wilson, giving up all that capital. Then the whole Nathaniel Hackett thing, which didn't pan out. Now you're trading New Orleans draft picks to get Sean Payton. Like, I I don't know if the ownership of Denver is treating this like they're playing Madden. But this this is not this is not how professional work and like the Broncos are going to get fleeced. I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up trading away their stadium, you know, for a bag of peanuts and two you know two overheight players and like, a twelve pack of Bush Light. Like I I don't understand what's happening with the Denver Broncos, and it's crazy. Like this team within the last decade. Went to a Super Bowl. Like, they were competitive. This team has been competitive in recent memories. And then the rug got taken out of them, and they just fell off the side of a cliff. And, like, yeah. Someone explain the Denver Broncos situation to me, because I can't. Well, the Walmart's taking it over, so, you know, they got them cheap prices. But Nathaniel Hackett was just a bad hire. Great yeah. coordinator came in there, and like they said, he just couldn't be really a leader of men. And, and to be honest with you, when you're the head coach, you don't have to be the smartest guy in the room. You just got to have the best relationships with the guys. Let the other guys do all the work. Let your coordinators be the smart guys, and you just oversee it. You basically, you're just a, a, an organizer. You're just trying to bring the team all together. And I think the problem was is that I think the guy's a great OC and he can come up with plans and stuff like that. But I just don't think he was able to bring the men together. And one thing was especially was to get guys to buy in with Russell Wilson. I, I think a lot of guys didn't buy into Russell Wilson. They kind of thought he was a cornball. 
And that's your job as a head coach is to have that dynamic personality to bring guys together. I just listened to a podcast with Grant Hill. He told me, he said that Coach K, to be honest with you, wasn't the greatest excellent and O's guy. But what made him so great was his relationship skills. And I think Daniel Hackett had that problem. He just he just wasn't a relationship type of guy. And he wasn't a great organized leader. You know, there's some guys that can just focus on one thing. And they're good at it. And that's what a coordinator does. But you got to remember when you're a head coach, you're focusing on everything. Special teams, defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator. Uh, you, you basically have to be a leader of men, and I think that's what happened. He just wasn't a leader of men, and he just didn't get people to buy in, and it was just a disaster. Yeah. It, I wouldn't be surprised if Denver had the first overall pick next year. Like, it, I feel like this team is well, the, finding well, ways Dave, to David. tank. Do they even have a first round pick next year because of all the picks they've traded away? So they'll trade away one of their young players, one of their young weapons, and try to get a first round pick. So it won't even be like the number one overall pick. It'll probably be like in the teams because they have to trade with someone that's a mid tier, you know, middle of the pack team. But yeah, if you're a Denver's Broncos fan, it's it's going to be a long year. And I don't say that lightly. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And then, the, and then the last loser for me, Tom Brady. We know you're not done. Like, <laughs> like oh, you're, you're okay. not done. You so you you think that Brady is going to who re retire? Yeah, I mean, he's going to pull. Now, mid-season, someone's going to give him the call. He's going to be at a. He's going to take over Sean Payton's old seat, and he's probably going to show up week eight, week nine, off of someone's bye week because of injuries. Yeah. So, who do and you then, think? Who do you think gives him the call? Does John Lynch give him? Does John Lynch call him because San Francisco might need a quarterback? Or does Mark Davis give him a call because the Raiders are going to need somebody? See, the joke here would be the McCaskies would call him. And that would just oh, set Derek off on the cliff. <laughs> um, or the Fords, really. Uh, the Fords are not going to call him. Jared Goff is the Lions quarterback. I will die on that hill. Yeah, you better die on that hill because that, they need an upgrade at that position. I, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Miami gave him a call because he's retired. He's a free agent. He owns, like all the penalties are done. Why not? Like he was trying to go to Miami before all the, you know, the craziness happened with the lawsuit. I mean. You can't punish him if he's if he's quote unquote retired now, mm-hmm. and we know they're going to hurt Tua because he was one concussion away from literally not being able to throw a football. And they, we saw the backup situation in Miami. Miami's a perfect situation for Tom Brady. Yeah, and Detroit's actually a good destination because it's a dome. I still say that if he ends up somewhere, it's going to be Las Vegas. But why don't you want Tom Brady? You'd rather have Jared Goff over Tom Brady? Because I think right now, Jared Goff is a better option. I don't think so. I think if you bring in Tom Brady, that leadership. But if Jared Goff gets hurt. Right. And he, just say, you know, knock on wood, 
Jared Goff tears his MCL. Well, the and MCL can grow. You mean ACL because the MCL can grow back within about a few weeks, and you actually can play on it within four or five months, or two or three months actually, with the with the yeah. with the with the restrictions, like with the, a brace. Yeah, but, but even but even with a torn MCL, do you you know that's you know that's a minimum couple weeks that he's out. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have a Tom Brady or? Whoever the backup in Detroit is. Tom Brady. I'm going to leave that to Brad Holmes to bring in and a capable backup. But it's not going to be Tom Brady. Brady. Why don't you want Tom Brady? Because he's 46 years old. That's ageism. And it's clear that father time has caught up with him. I mean, he led the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the playoffs. In a crap division. And he got a Super Bowl. Insulated with talent, he had a lot more talent around him than, than what the Lions have. But you rather, but you rather be uh, in love with Jared Goff. Okay. I think Goff is the guy going forward. Okay. Is he better than Tom Brady? In his current state, yes. No. Okay. Uh, all I'm going to say is that Amon Ross State Brown would have. 1,800 yards with Tom Brady. That's pushing it. Tom Brady loves to spot. Spot receivers. Mm-hmm. I mean, now Murray gets the target. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. Okay. And like Derek said, it's a dome. <clears throat> temperature controlled. Mm-hmm. He already said, I don't think he's going to go to San Francisco because they're, they're, they have two young quarterbacks. If you count Jimmy G, but he's not going there. Well, I think Jimmy G is going to get traded out. And well, of course, yeah. I mean, the one thing, Dave, the one thing I will give you is that the NFC North might be the Lions for the taking because that man appears to be out in Green Bay. I think he's going to go to the Jets, and then Brady will come in and no. Hmm. We'll see how the let's see we'll see when the off season gets here. So we touched on the referee, we touched on Brady, what else? And then we got the winners and losers in. Finish it up, David. Oh, uh, that's it. You know, mock drafts are starting to come out. Mine won't come out for you know a couple of weeks. I want to wait to see what how players look at Senior Bowl and kind of what's on the ground. But yeah, everything's looking to. Are the Bears going to keep that number one overall pick? I say yes. Some people say no. This draft is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as we always do, we have Frank McShay and uh, David Kuyper. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, we'll, all depends the how. We'll how, take a quarterback. What do you say? Well, for for me, it's going to depend if I'm available during uh, draft time because I got a lot of baseball umpire. But who knows? I might be able to chime in. But oh, I'll, right. leave, I'll, leave, I'll leave I'll leave the mock drafting to David. Oh, so David Kuiper, huh? Yeah, I'll just I'll leave it to him. I nice. Okay. All right. Well, that'll do it for this segment. Coming up next, what are we talking about? Um, we got an hour, well, hour and seven minutes. We're talking about 
we got, man, we really knocked some stuff out. You might be able to do your Michigan high school re- recap. We talked about Brady. We talked about the, the championship uh, referees, fat fiasco. Um, and then we're going to talk about a little bit about LeBron's legacy, right? Yeah, we already hit on Brady. Yeah, so it looks like we did it, and that's all in the winners and losers. And, um, yeah, so what we'll do is, can't we already talk about the NFL Conference Championship? Wait a minute, you had a power play. Well, yeah, because it's all-star break and just kind of hit on where. Yeah, get into that power play. Wait, it's all-star break? Yeah, for NHL, but they didn't advertise no. it. No, yeah. So we'll get into that. We'll get into the, the all, let, let's get into the power play. And then if we have time, we'll get into the Michigan High School basketball and they'll end the show with LeBron's. Because I got to talk about this LeBron legacy. We got to. That's a big one. Listen in 88.3 WCC's after further review. That's that's not bad. Guys, you did a good job really knocking it out of the park here. Uh, make sure you listen to us on SoundCloud and also on iTunes. WCC's after further review with a picture of Frank Bastner in the horse's head. Haven't you said there's a new picture somewhere in the works? There is, but I haven't been able to load it because it's been basketball season and I've been busy. Yeah, I don't blame you there. I've been busy as well. But so. it's been it's part of the brand. Coming up next get into some NHL power play because Frank, no one seems to advertise about the NHL All-Star game. I see it's in Miami, I believe. Or show up. Or show up. Uh, yeah, and I guess hardly anyone showed up to the skills competition. Right, the skills competition was supposed to be pretty cool. I didn't get to see it. I, what was it even on? Was it on USA? No, it was, it was on, on ESPN. Oh, it was on ESPN? Yeah. No, they, they didn't advertise that. 14. It was on. Okay, it was on TNT or it what? Was on, it was on. ES, it was on the main ESPN last night. And I heard it was on the Outdoor Channel. <laughs> well, the, the, those those days are long gone. Oh, they're long gone. They're no more on NBC. It's on ES. It was on the main. It was on the mothership. I could have swore it was on Oxygen. Yeah, no, it was. It was on the mothership last night. Did you get beamed up? Not, not the Ocho. Yeah, it was. It was on. It was on main ESPN. I only got to watch a little bit of it because I had basketball to announce last it, night. It wasn't on ESPN Plus Plus. No. Okay. We'll take a quick immersion. Yeah, right after the cornhole. Yeah, right after the cornhole oh. and, and 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 laser tag. Okay. Can we please stop beating a dead horse? Well, the horse is not dead because that's a new bit right there. You know. Yeah. Now Hennessy was an old bit, but this is a, this is yeah a our bit. our bit. We're. We're not, we are honorary members of the striking of deceased Aquides. Okay, so we're going to get in this NHL power play, and hopefully we get educated about the NHL All-Star game, which I I could have swore it was on Lifetime, isn't it? And doing a it's simulcast on Lifetime. on ABC. At what time? Two? Uh, three o'clock. Three o'clock. Well, yeah. I believe. I got a ch- double check on that. Right. It's also going to be simulcasted on um, True TV. No. And also on uh, BH1 and MTV. No, and it's going to be starting at 3 o'clock today on ABC and ESPN Plus oh, for streaming. And also on BET Plus, BET no. Stars. Okay, let's, <laughs> let's save the striking of deceased equines for later. Good what deceased equi? Equines. What's that? Dead whores. Uh, oh, Lord. There, you learned something else today. Right, equine, you know, equestrian stuff. All right, we'll take a commercial break. We'll talk a little NHL on 88.3 WCs after further review.